Thank you so much for joining us today. This podcast is a ministry of Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. For more information about our church or services, please visit our website at mvbaptist.org. We sincerely hope you enjoy the message. Hey folks, I don't know about you, but I used to love that little story about the little train that could. I, I, I did. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Good thing about it is when we get to Scripture, we realize, I know I can. I know I can make it. Amen? I know I can make it. Today's message is just about that. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Oh, my goodness, a ton of, ton of sermons. Praise God. A ton of sermons in these verses, and I hope I get a chance, Lord willing, to preach every one of them. Philippians chapter 4, starting with verse 4, says this. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's four sermons already. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, Think on these things, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned, in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You may be seated. Folks, when we get in these words, now listen, just to start the whole thing off, let's make sure we understand what this verse means and what it doesn't mean. There are an awful lot of people out there who will take this verse and say, that means I can do absolutely anything. And let me tell you something. With God's power, certainly you can, but I need you to be very careful. If I go to the top of this church, and just to prove a point, I say, hey, I'm going to jump off of this church just to show you how God's going to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me promise you, I will hit splat on the pavement. I'm just, no, listen, listen, that's tempting God. That's a whole different animal. That's a whole different animal. I, I can do this or I can do that. There are certain things that God has put in place, certain laws, that he certainly can surpass in his miracles, and you can do all things. When Paul's talking right here, he's talking about what we were praying about. He's talking about endurance. He's talking about getting through. He says, I can do, I can make it through all of these things. I've learned how to be poor. I've learned how to be rich. I've learned how to be abased. I've learned how to be down. I've learned how it, was, how it is to be up. In the midst of all this, he says this, but there is so much in these verses that we have to realize that we can do. And I want you to realize today the things that God has given you the ability to do and to get through. The first thing I want you to know is, I know I can rejoice. I know I can rejoice. Here's the thing. Folks, listen to me. And, and Kim said Kim said it. She said that, you know, a lot of times we look out here as a, as a choir, but I, I want to I reverse that. A lot of times the people out here can look at the choir and we're frowning. See, I tell, I tell the folks all the time, they're ministers up there. I say, you're not ministers of the word, but you're ministers of music. And you're ministering music out. And a lot of times, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I know we're going through garbage. I know we are, folks. But the only way people who are unbelievers are going to want what you want is for you to be rejoicing over what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. 
Hey, look, people, listen, your drain's clogged and the rest of your day is messed up. Wi-Fi is slow. Hey, I figured out a way to get my kids downstairs. Just turn off the Wi-Fi. What happened to it? What happened? Somebody, somebody the other day kept you know, coming in here, and there's people all the time that say, what's the Wi-Fi password for the church? As if I'm going to let you shop online while I'm preach'ing. Amen. Let me, let me, let me, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And AV team, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I'm going to give everybody in here the password for it. It's capital S, capital I, capital K, capital E, psych. You ain't getting it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving it to you. Not going to do it. Hey, you, a lot of you have it. You're going to be on your phones, but listen to me carefully. Today, I want to teach you, seriously, I want to teach you, I want to teach you how to endure during these times. It's hard for me to watch what's happening in politics. It's hard for me to watch what's happening culturally. It's hard for me to watch what's happening in churches all around us. It's hard for me to watch. But folks, I'm telling you, I can rejoice in the midst of all of this. I can be happy about what God has done for me. But you say, Ryan, I've been beat up. Well, let me read something that Paul said about being beat up. This is from a commentary that I want you to, I want you to listen to what he says. It's in 2 Corinthians. It says this. It says, people are watching us as we stay our post alertly. In hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beaten up, jailed, mobbed, working hard, working late, working without eating, with pure heart, clear head, steady hand, in gentleness, holiness, and honest love, when we're telling the truth and when God's showering his power, when we're doing best, setting things right, when we're praised, and when we're blamed, slandered, and, and, and not recognized, terrifically alive in the midst of it, though rumored to be dead, beaten with an inch of our lives, but refusing to die, immersed in tears, yet always filled with deep joy, folks, rejoicing in the midst of pain. Folks, I'm going to tell you something, and this is the truth. There are times when I feel like the whole world's against me. And I know you do too, and I know you've been there. I know you've been there. Here, here's, here's the thing about this. How, how many of you remember that song, I, and I can't remember what the title of it is. We say, I've been lied on, cheated, talked about, mistreated, rebuked. I've been scorned. I've been talked about, sure as you're born. I've been up, I've been down. I've been almost to the ground, but... Long as I got King Jesus, long as I got King Jesus, long, long, long as I got him, don't need nobody else. Come on now. See, see, here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to tell you. All that stuff's going to keep happening. Let me tell you when heaven rejoices. Let me tell you when heaven rejoices. I, I, this, ain't, this ain't hard. This ain't, this ain't rocket science. See, when the Model T was invented in America, the angels didn't stand up. When Bill Gates created the computer, America got happy, but the angels didn't stand up. No, they didn't. Hey, when they, when they invented a light bulb back in the 1800s, they got that light bulb going. The angels didn't stand up and cheer. They didn't stand up and cheer. All these inventions and all this stuff, hey, when, when, and I hate to tell you, when Trump got elected, the angels didn't get up and cheer. Let me tell you what Luke chapter 15 says. It says, when a soul gets saved, the angels stand up and cheer. They stand up and cheer. None of this stuff matters to them except for the salvation of souls in the midst of all this, folks. Everything that's happening. But let me tell you something else, folks, that you need to learn in these verses. Verse 6 tell us this, that I can, I can stop worrying. You say, Ryan, I, I don't know about that. Let me tell you what all we worry about. Wrote it down. This is only one of one million things. We worry about 
mutations of sicknesses. We worry about the flu, all that's good and well. We worry about the world. We worry about the economy. We worry about grades. We worry about the future. We worry about this. We worry about money. We worry about hurting, uh, hurting some, somebody's feelings. We worry about uh, crime. We worry about China. We worry about ro- wearing the right thing to the right place. We worry about uh, leaving the iron on at the house. We worry about the country. We worry about the church. We worry about earthquakes. We worry about tornadoes. We worry about uh, 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 all the music that's out there is ruining our kids. Insurance is high. Insurance is too high. Our house deductible is high. All this kind of stuff. We, we might fall. We might get dirty. We might get upset. We get mad at a, We get worried about a wreck. We get worried about anything that may happen in that wreck. We got worry about uh, uh, emitting too much fumes into the world. We worry about uh, uh, we want a better mother. We want a better father. We want all these things. Hey, listen, that's a lie. This isn't a lie. We worry about uh, bouncing a check. We worry about our finances. We worry about being too hot, too sunny, sunburns, and all of these different things. We're paralyzed by worry. Just so much worry. And God puts it in there. And let me tell you something about this whole thing. When we look at the verses of God, he says, listen, I don't have to be. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto men. Midst of that, I can say, God, I'm so thankful for all that you've done. I'm so thankful. But here's what worry does, okay? And I'm going to move. I promise you I'm going to move. But listen to me. This is what worry does. You can take an eight-ounce glass of water. Eight-ounce glass of water, and that's enough water. Just that eight-ounce glass of water is enough to send fog over seven city blocks. Seven city blocks where you can't see and you can't move. A lot of times what we're moving through and we're seeing and we're so worried about is just something down to an eight-inch glass of water. God trying to do something in our life, and we're, we're so worried about everything that we're paralyzed in the midst of it. And there's an old saying, and you know the saying, but worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't go very far. Okay, see, listen, you're going to worry, and you're going to worry yourself sick and dead. In fact, you're going to make yourself sick from worry. It's okay to be cautious, folks. I'm not saying don't be dumb and not to wear a seatbelt or anything like that. I'm telling you what God is saying is we are overcome and paralyzed by the very fear that's going on in the world today, and that's what they want. They want us to depend on them and not depend on the living God. Now, listen to me carefully. Listen to me carefully. I don't mean not being... Medically safe. But I'm going to tell you something that's happened. We're so careful. You saw me preach on it just a, a few months ago. The very fact that, hey, we'll put, we'll put straps in high chairs now to strap them into the high. It used to be a high chair was safe enough. Now we're strapping them into that. There's five belts that we put on. There's all this safety gear that we put on. There's the helmets with the bicycles. There's all these different, different things, and we're so worried something's going to happen. Hey, this is no joke. My oldest son sent us up. We got a pool, and we can't wait for Willow to get in the pool. Do you think Ryan's going to let her go in the water? No, of course not. I'm going to walk in around the water. They sent us a picture of the, of the floats they wanted us to get her. And, 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 and listen, these are state-of-the-art floats $120 for floats I'll put air in a trash bag she'll be good $120 for floats hey she's got she can sit back this thing and then listen if she tilts this way it'll get her back if it tilts this way it'll get her back I said my goodness I plan on throwing her in praise God let's go folks I don't have to worry I don't have to. I can, I can stop worrying and I can trust in God and I can give him thanks. And that's what it means by rejoicing in the midst of this. Folks, here's one thing. I, can, I, I know I can have peace. Folks, there's so much turmoil. This morning in Sunday school, there were a couple of people who raised their hand. They said, I, I needed you to pray for my temper because it's short. I said, man, I, let's pray for each other, brother. 
But you talk about the turmoil going inside of me, just start talking to me about kids and what's going on in the nation. I was talking to him this morning. Now, look, this always comes out as hate, and I don't know how it comes out as hate when all I'm doing is telling you what's going on. So now it's, now it's a thing that parents can take a child, can take a child younger than 10 years old and can say, little Johnny wants to be Susie and have their bodies mutilated. Folks, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I can have peace. I can have peace. You say, Ron, how can we have peace when all this is going on? Let me tell you something. America hasn't been doing anything. America hasn't been standing up for what's right. We haven't been saying this is wrong, that this is child abuse, that this is, this is mutilation, that this is so wrong. We talk about Muslims over there and what they do to their women, but we don't talk about what we do to our children. But here, I can have peace. It's hard to have peace. When the tornado is around you. At my house, when, when the storms come, we thought some storms were coming you know, last week. Hey, my son Knox, he's downstairs. He's fixing everything up. He's going down into the basement. He's fixing all our chairs and stuff, getting the radios ready. Dad, 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 this is going to happen. This is going to happen. You got to get ready. You got to get ready. And, uh, and all these things that happen. But listen, I, I, I've, been in some, I've been in some times where the winds were blowing and howling around us and the tornadoes were within miles and they were tearing up houses and stuff. You guys in, in Thomaston, of course, where the, where the tornadoes came through and it seems like year after year and tearing up something and all. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. It's hard to have peace when you're right there in the middle of it you're hiding in a closet and all that oh that you can just say lord in the midst of all this if i can have peace what paul says in here is he says not only can you have peace you can have peace that passes understanding he said the people are going to think you're crazy you say oh right right what are you doing no i'm not walking out in the tornado but you know i'm sitting there going okay lord i just need you to protect us I need you to help us and protect us. I need you to get us through, Lord. I don't want you to get us through. And there are so many times when we have the peace. We have, in this nation, we have the best psychological hospitals. We have some of the biggest, some of the best uh, psychiatrists out there, all of those different things. And there are more people committing suicide today than ever before. Oh, I thank God. I thank God that I have a Savior that can give me peace. He says, Ryan, oh, it's in the storm, in the play, when we're doing, right here in this, in this scene where, where the disciples come back in and, and the storm and it's rocking all around them and Jesus is asleep in the boat. And they come back and say, how can you sleep at a time like this? He stands up, ye of little faith, and he calms that storm. Let me tell you something. You know the song and you know the saying, but it's simply like sometimes he calms the storm, sometimes he calms the child. Somebody says, I'm in this storm with you. I'm I'm, I'm walking this with you. I'm walking this addiction with you. I can help you through it. I'm walking this pain with you. I can help you through it. I'm walking this, your your grandchildren, your children, your uncles, your brothers and sisters. I'm walking with you to help them. I'm not going to desert you. Marriage can sometimes, getting peace in marriage. (laughs) I, I remember a story. This guy said, uh, he was telling his friend, he said, you know what? He said, every girl I bring home that I think is the one, my mother can't stand them. He said, you know what you need to do? <laughs> he said, you need to bring, you need to bring home a, a, a girl just like your mother. He says, yeah, but then my dad hates her. You know what I was just, <laughs> it's a mess. But folks, let me tell you something. The enemy, listen to me, the enemy, the enemies after our marriages, the enemy's after your children. The enemy's after you. But in the midst of it, you can have peace. When, 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 uh, and I, and I, I hate to do this to him, but, you know, Keith and I text back and forth, and you text Keith and all. 
But I see Keith up here. I see him worshiping. And sometimes, listen, guys, not just Keith. Those of you who have lost loved ones recently, Candy, many others have lost loved ones are in wrenching pain. And sometimes, sometimes Keith will say this. And this is not, not in confidence. He, he, he say, I'm fighting, Ryan. I'm battling. I'm fighting. I want to keep going. You know what I tell him? I say, let's keep going, man, because there are things I'm fighting too. And you don't get to see what I'm fighting. You get to see what he's fighting. You don't get to see what I'm fighting. But I'm fighting too, and I need you in the midst of in my fight that I can have peace. But let me tell you something about peace, friends. Christian, listen to me. We've, made, we've pampered you too long. Peace doesn't come without a fight. Not in this world. Not in this world. Not in this world. Peace doesn't come without a fight. You say, oh, listen, we, I wish we'd have peace in this country. Generally, it takes war. Generally, it takes war. Generally, it takes a war to say, okay, we've got things calmed down because human, human uh, abilities and human thoughts and human pride will get us going all that. Oh, listen, that we would just fight, that we would just get on our knees and fight for our loved ones, that we would fight. Oh, Lord, I want peace. He says, I will bring you peace that passes all understanding, but you've got to fight alongside. I will be right there with a, you can swing the sword of the spirit. I'm right there to help you. you got skin in the game. You're fighting. You're doing all these things, but I promise you, child, I'll be with you through it all and the peace that I bring you will be the peace that I bring you will not be that everything around you is okay everything around you will be chaos everything around you will be chaos but you'll be okay you'll be okay deep down inside all in the midst of this if I could just if I could just have peace if I could just have peace but friends it doesn't come without a fight you say Ryan what does peace look like I bought some bird feeders. I read the other day, I told Johnny, I said, Johnny, I read the other day that if I've started talking to birds, I'm an old man. I've been talking to birds for a long time. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder, amen? But we got, we got bird feeders out there. And let, let me tell you something, let me tell you something about those birds. They devour that seed. And they make a mess. I got my deck all pretty, and you know I'll put that seed in there, and they'll just throw it everywhere. But I want you to think about something. <laughs> there was a contest one time to see who could paint the best picture of peace. And one of them painted a nice pretty picture of these lambs out in the green field, and the, and the wind was blowing, and, and everything was so pretty. I mean, it's just beautiful. No cloud in the sky, just a beautiful windy day, the tall grass, and the lambs had something to eat. But then there was a second picture that was unveiled that day that won the contest. It was a waterfall, and that waterfall was raging and coming over, coming over the rocks, and it was coming down, and there were dark clouds in the back, big dark clouds in the back, and there was this branch that was sticking out from that rock as the waters were rushing down, and there was this bird in the nest, and that bird in the nest was just in the fork of a little branch. As the water was raging, that little bird was on top of eggs and just had its head nestled into its chest. So that's real peace. That's real peace. It's easy to have peace when you're out in the green grass. And God will lay you down in green pastures. He will. But there are times when the water's raging and the real peace is when I can nestle my head into my chest and I can just sit there and go, though it's raging around me, <laughs> though you slay me, I'll still serve you. I'm right here with you, God. You've given me, you've given me all I need. I got the peace to know that whatever happens, your will. Let's go, God. I'm with you. Let me tell you when I'm going to start worrying. 
I'm going to start worrying when the birds start worrying. Those jokers don't give a rip. It's cold outside, they just shake it off. Rainy outside, they just shake it off. Hey, they eat all my seed and just shake it off. They don't say thank you, nothing. They just shake it off. And look, they ain't worried about it. The other day I saw, oh, my seed's out, the seed's out. And God told me, so what? They've been eating before, they'll eat again. Folks, when I, I'm going to start worrying when the birds start worrying. Because God takes care of them, I know he'll take care of me. Hey, listen, I can think right. I can think right. I know I can think right. It says it right here that I can think right. It says think on these things. Whatsoever things are true and honest and pure and just. Whatsoever thing, I can think on these things instead of the stinking thinking that a lot of us have. He says I can think on good things. Let me tell you something, folks. This country's gone nuts. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. Taking his books off the shelf. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me read you a quote. One of the, I'm talking about one of the radical quotes from Dr. Seuss. How did it get so late so soon? It's night before it's afternoon. December before it's June. My goodness, how time has flown. How did it get so late so soon? That's real radical. They're canceling Dr. Seuss. They're, 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 they're all these things. They're, you, you hear words like, you hear words like not good enough, not tall enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not fast enough, not strong enough, not rich enough, not joyful enough. Folks, listen, they are teaching in schools today, and they will begin to teach it across America, but there are schools in the, in the uppermost parts of our country that are teaching now a history that is not true. They're teaching a history that's not true. And right there to tell you, listen, think this, think this. This is what you need to think. And all that's just pushing into your head. And they say these things to you. Let me tell you about what a child will do. Let me tell you what about what an adult will do. You'll be told you're stupid long enough that you'll believe it. You'll told you're dependent enough that you'll believe it. You'll told you don't deserve it enough that you'll believe it. You'll be told all those things. But Paul says you can think right. You can think on the things that are good and lovely. Let the mind of the master be the master of your mind. Listen to, listen to what's going on in here and say, no, that's not from the Lord. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to do it. I promise you, friends, I can make it through. What thing, whatsoever things are true. Oh, that we would believe what's true. You say, well, Ryan, what's true? The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. The Bible is what truth is. There was a woman one time, she was looking through her genealogy. She was trying to figure out all this stuff. She found two people, two people in her family that had, had bad, bad reputations. One of them died in an electric chair. The other one was hung. She said, she said to the first one, she said, I got to think of something good to say if I'm going to tell my family about these people. This is what she said to the first one in an electric chair. She said, he occupied the chair of applied electricity at a large state institution. This is the one that hung, died at a public ceremony when the platform he was standing on gave way. Amen. <laughs> Folks, listen to me. You say truth, Ryan. Well, let me tell you about truth. Pilate will stand up and hear. Pilate was an awful man. A lot of us say, I wonder if Pilate came to know Jesus. No, sir. Very, very unlikely. He killed Galileans. And when he killed the Galileans, he would take their blood and throw it on the altar. And he would desecrate the altar by putting their blood and mixing it with animal's blood and all this different stuff like that. It was just an awful thing that he would do. But he stands up there and as they're trying Jesus, and he says, he's talking about speaking the truth. He says, what is truth? That's what's wrong with us in this world today. We don't know what truth is. We say, and this is right, and this is right, when it's dead wrong, and we won't stand up and say it, and we won't preach it. 
All through this, oh, this is a thing. As a man thinketh, so is he. Folks, don't be a pessimist. Now, I know there's bad things out there, but don't be a pessimist. We got a God who can overcome. We got a God that wants to overcome. Listen, Amy's not a pessimist. She's not. My wife, Amy, she's not a pessimist. But sometimes it seems like that. I, I can remember the stroller. I can remember the car seat. I can remember the diaper bag. But just because I forget the baby, she's mad. She's upset. Hey, listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen. Don't, don't go around listening to the people saying the wrong things about you. Don't, don't, don't come around and say, listen, you're a hater, or you're this or you're that, or you're one of those Christians, so, so you, don't, you don't believe this or you don't believe that. You say, listen, all I got is the Bible. All I got is truth in here. All I got is this. I promise you, I can make it through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fix this thinking. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to believe on the true Jesus, the honest Jesus, the just Jesus, the pure Jesus, the lovely Jesus, the good Jesus, and I'm going to give him praise, thank God. Here's another thing I can do. I can learn from others. Verse 9 says this, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do those things. Folks, listen to me. I walk around this church and I learn from people. I'm going to be quick on this point. In fact, I'm not even going to go to my notes. I'm just going to walk around. Ernie, you know what I learned from you? I could go to everybody. Ernie, you know what I learned from you? I learned somebody can be lost and want their family to be saved after you get saved. I've learned you can do great things. Once you get saved, I've learned that we're not perfect, but we're going to make it. Amen? We're going to make it together. I can look over at Roger and Johnny, and I think to myself, I think to myself, my goodness, we better start praying for some guys to come in here and help us build because they're building this stage every year. Every stinking year, they're building this stage, and we need people to come in there and do those. I, I learn from them, and I learn how to work hard in the midst of all that. I can learn from Mr. William. I can learn about going out every day and doing an honest man's work. And a lot of y'all do that. I can do that. I can learn about dreams from Brad and Lisa because they told me seven, eight years ago he was going to have a farm one day and be able to stay. It was going to be self-sustained. He was going to be able to be at his house and do what he needed to do to raise that. I can learn that from Theo. I can, I can learn that he'd been through cancer and how to fight cancer. From Candy, I can learn about the love of a father and how, how much she loved her father and, and the good things he did and even learn from him, though I didn't know him. Bob, I can learn about, I can learn about new marriages and new family, new love and all these things that you found here and learning about Christ and being saved and all those things. Roscoe, I can come back here and I can learn about, we've been friends for a long time, big boy. I don't know why you like me, but maybe you do. But I learned so much from him as he speaks to life into me, he and Judy and all those things. And I walk around and I see those things. When I look at Lisa James and her going through cancer and how am I going to make it through? When I see people who are out there working every day and barely making it, barely getting it, Paul says you can learn from these people. Learn from me is what he said. Learn about the holiness that I'm trying to live for Jesus and you do it in return. I can even learn from Steve Herring. That's the truth. I can. Here Listen to me. Listen to me. Hey, everybody gives Steve a hard time. Hey, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every Monday, every single Monday, Todd over here who's cooking, all these people go, but every single Monday, every single Monday, you got, listen, you got Terrell, you got Todd, you got Bobby Stubbs, you got all these people back there. You got uh, Bob and Marilyn. Listen, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I just got to keep going. There's so many people back here. But then there's Steve every single week who goes in there and does prayer every single week and gets on our nerves and all that, but he's here every week. I can learn from that. You're welcome. I can learn, I can learn from Kim. I can, learn from, I can learn from Ronnie in the back back here. 
who held a job for so very long, had a powerful position in the company, and finally said, i got to spend some time with my family. He, he, he finally retires from that. He's with his family most times. When I look around here, folks, when I see James and his, his wife, Roxy, and how much he loves them, when I see this youth and, and a youth pastor who's ha- who has a full-time job and a children's pastor who has a full-time job who's coming in here, folks, listen to me, listen to me. He says, learn from me, learn from me. Everybody else says, I don't want to learn about people. Folks, you better learn because you, this way you can learn and be a better person as a result. He says, learn about this. I can learn from other people. I don't know it all, and I never will know it all. I'm going to learn from people like you. I'm going to learn how you live. And if you're living for the Lord, I want to live like that too, praise God, in the midst of all of it. Here's the thing. I wrote down some of these. I remember when Bill Harvey would just tell me to stay out of it. For those of you who knew it, I learned that. Wendy Bing and how she laughed. Larry and how his pain right now and missing his wife. Hey, listen, Martha Dover and how hard she works and Martha Ellerby and all that she's been through with her back and Don and all these different things and Lila Bryan and the deacons and, 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 and Yodi and Barry and Will and over there with Don and, 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 of course, Fred Pippen and all he does in construction and Pat Marshall, Johnny Dawson, Roger Mann, Chet, Sandra. I keep naming I got I got them all across here, guys, all kinds of names, folks. Here's what I know I can do. In the midst of all that, knowing those people and all they've been through, here's what I know. I know I can be content. I know I can be content. Verses 11 and 12 say this. I'm almost done, guys. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. In the midst of all that, hey, let me tell you something. Quickly, quickly. Again, I'll skip a bunch. Let me tell you something. The most peaceful thing I have is to go home to a peaceful home. When I go home and go into my house, my wife is my queen. You say, oh, that's, that's just silly. No, no, she's my queen. I go into my house, that's my home, that's my castle, she's my queen. I'm telling you, I'll die for her right now. Right now. Here's the thing you got to know. Jesus will give you better peace than even that. Jesus will give you peace even better than that. Oh, he says, you can have contentment and all that. Oh, a man takes his son. They've got tons and tons of money, Steve. they got tons and tons of money. They're rich, if you would say. He takes his son around, he says, I'm going to show you how the poor live. They drive around, they see, they go and they spend two or three days at a home that everybody else calls poor. On their way home, he says, Would you see how good we got it? Did you see how the poor live? The son said this. He said, Yes, Daddy, I do see how the poor live. He said, We've got one dog, they've got four. He said, We've got a nice pool, but they've got a creek that goes on forever. He said, we got these fancy lights and lanterns all around our house that we've imported. And they've got the stars. He said, we got all this nice brick patio, but they've got, they've got 35 acres of this beautiful land. He said, oh, daddy, they've got walls. that We've got walls around our house to protect our house, and they've got friends to protect theirs. Yeah, I'd say we're really poor, daddy. We're really poor. Folks, I don't worry about money because I got peace. It's okay to have it. You got to have it. It's kind of like oxygen. You got to have it. But I don't worry about that. I worry about being content right where I am. Hey, listen, I want to be better. I want everything. That's not what he's saying. He's saying wherever you are, be okay with God. 
Don't fuss with God. Don't be mad with God. He's taking you somewhere, wherever place you are, wherever you are right at this moment. Be good with God in the midst of it. Be good with God in the midst of it. You can do this. You can make it through this. You can do it. Here's the last thing. I can do all things. That's the last thing. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can, listen, I, I can rejoice when things are bad. I can stop worrying when things are bad. I can have peace in the midst of the storm. I can be right when things are wrong. I can learn from others in the midst of all that's happening around me. Listen, I can make it when the x-rays say that I won't make it. I can make it, I promise you. I can endure and when the impatience hits and the chaos hits. Oh, that I can see. Oh, that I can see what's happening. Folks, I'm going to tell you something, folks. Jesus said, every day, take up your cross. It's hard. It's terrible. It's hard. And you got to pick it up and you got to keep going. But I promise you this. Listen to me. I promise you, you can make it. This is what I want you to do. Every time you have doubt, you tell the devil, I know I can make it. I know I can make it. When you get the x-ray and you get the CT scan and you get all those things, you say, I know I can make it. You say, I know I can make it. When you get these things happening in your life, and when the marriage is on the rocks for now, you say, listen, babe, I know we can make it. I know we can make it. Please, we got to fight together. We gotta, if we're going to have peace, we got to fight. Whatever area of your life you don't have peace in, and I know we had a good prayer time earlier. Whatever path you need to take up here, you take it. And you get up here and you pray about that issue. You say, God, I don't have peace about this right now. I don't have peace. I need peace. I need you to give me peace. He's ready to give it to you. He's ready to nestle you in a nest. He's ready to put you there and give you peace in the midst of your waterfall, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your tornado, in the midst of your hurricane. He's ready to give you peace. Are you ready? Are you ready? What a wonderful and inspiring word we've just heard. It is our prayer that our Lord has richly blessed you through this message. Please join us next time for another message from our pastor. Until then, may you find hope and peace through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior.